0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website,
1: newdaykc.org. Well,
0: this morning I want to start by giving a church report to you. So sometimes that happens. So again, if you're a visitor or new here, uh, we've already had quite a bit of church, but I need to report on our financial situation and also let you know what the elders' response was to it. And this has been going on. I've been giving these reports regularly, especially since the annual meeting in September. Our our uh, fiscal year runs September 1st to August 30th every year. So we did that on purpose so we didn't run into the January weird stuff. So it's not set on the calendar year. So we have an annual meeting to approve all that, and many of you came out for that. Some of you weren't able to make it. Uh, But we set our budget down again at that point in time for September 1st to be $4,350 per week and reduced the budget down um, because we've been in somewhat of a budget crisis and trying to navigate that. Since that time, the average weekly offering during the time period has been $3,709 uh, each week. That leaves a budget deficit of $641 per week. So you can imagine some of you are nodding. You, you understand those figures in your left brain and going, oh my goodness. Well, it's been an oh my goodness because... As church, as New Day, when we formed, and this is a congregational-led government, as we formed, we made a choice as people. And many of you were—I look around the room—many of you were there with us in the early days, and that was we weren't going to go a normal route with church finances in the sense of we weren't going to go get a line of credit. One, we couldn't. We didn't have. We were a church plant. And we didn't have things like a church building that you could set up uh, in a mortgage to get a line of credit. Some businesses run with a line of credit. Some tax-exempt organizations do that. Usually large churches have a tendency to do that. So when their budget fluctuates, they just borrow money against themselves. We went, "Uh uh-uh. We kind of went the, not specifically the Dave Ramsey course, but we went, we're going to set... No matter how tight it is, we're going to set so much aside and build a cash reserve and so that it was there in case of any emergencies. Well, this has been an emergency, and we knew in September, and I reported it to everybody, There's there's only a limited amount of money in the cash reserve. And so when we're short every week, guess where you take it from? So, at the end of March, we won't have hardly anything left in cash reserve, just enough to pay our quarterly uh, FICA stuff to the government that you have to set aside anymore. So, what this means is we can no longer, through declining income, uh, maintain that cash reserve, and with it being by the end of March, uh, and it being nearly depleted, we had to look at where else to cut. Um, You've probably done this in your family. Some of you have been out of work and everything, and that's where you cut, where you get rid of everything. Well, we've done that over a two-year period, and uh, we got every, you know, pared everything down. Uh, I've taken two salary cuts since 2014, actually three if you include... uh, other expenses and reports, and then our, kept changing our insurance plan to make it more affordable within the budget of the church, which made it less affordable for Lloyd and Brenda. Some of you have that kind of insurance care where uh, we we just have major medical now, and we pay a lot for that. So that we've done everything that we know how to do, and the only so we have down to our fixed costs is what it amounts to the building. And by the way, I've had, had, so in doing this, I want you to help me problem solve it and think through it and everybody's views is valid, but this is one that's been said to me, why don't we go to a school? Now think through that, where are we at? We're in a school. We're in a school that actually gives us more for the money than we can go get a public school for and have to haul stuff in and out of every Sunday. It makes no, that, and we can't find a school as cheap as what we get here, which includes all those classrooms, the lunchroom, the kitchen, and offices. We can't find it. It's not there. We've tried. We did problem solve that. So let me just, um, so I don't have to meet with you later and say that to you, i just say it to everybody. We're in a school, and we do have teardown and set up, but they're really good with us, and they see, us, see it as a partnership. But we can't limit any more than what, what our fixed cost is with that. That brings us to a tough one, which is we have part-time staff besides me. So we were paying Carrie an honorarium to keep the books. And we have Noel on part-time staff to be the children's ministry coordinator. And she also does the youth ministry. And then Michael, who does the wor- leads the worship ministry. And then me as a full-time staff. Yeah, Brenda was being paid for service coordination and stuff, and we laid her off. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny, because she still does all the... You know, most people don't... I, I think in... Because Brenda and I are pretty low-key, and, and this is maybe me bragging about my wife a little bit, so bear with me. and stuff. Brenda's a really good leader, and what most of the people here don't understand, she's an ordained pastor... She knows how to do this stuff. She's led ministries. We led them together, and then I had to go do something else. And she led a discipleship program and did that successfully and stuff. And so one of the reasons she's my main advisor is not because she's my wife, but I've watched her lead, and I trust her a lot. And I've watched her decision-making, and along with Carrie Rowe also. I've got to tell you that. No, no... Carrie's not just that little hidden person that does the books. Uh, Carrie, Carrie's an office manager and has done I'm so thankful for all of them, You know, I'm getting choked up here. So thankful for Michael and Noel. So those are the, we have to cut staff. Unless it changes. Now that's not, it's not a threat to get you because I've gone through all this and, you know, and other people have helped problem solve. So we don't wear masks here. So I'm, I knew that which the Lord was doing this morning as he was ministering because I was one of them he was ministering to. So I'm going to pull down. I don't know how to lead another way. I'm just going to be authentic, open and, and honest. We don't need a short term fix for this. We need to ask, what are you doing and saying, God? How are we supposed to do it differently, and how are we supposed to do church? Because it's not just an issue of money. If it was just an issue of money, and I know that you believe this too, our dad paves his streets up there with... It's not an issue of money. It's an issue of hearing God and saying, "What, what are you saying to us as a people? Now, that's you and I together. I'll lead... I am no no issue with leading at all. I'll lead in the best of times and the really hard ones, and this feels like a really hard one. It's not fun doing this. But I want to hear God in it. What are you saying to our hearts? Um, by eliminating part-time positions, it kind of, that's around, I'm, I'm giving you uh, raw figures in their in their. Certainly rounded off. That saves us about $620 a week. The budget deficit is 641 a week. For the elders, it was okay. Now that means we have to navigate as a body and draw in as a body. And this, I tell you, I'm not afraid, and I don't think this is demise. This is what are you saying to our hearts. Now I believe those scriptures I read over you. That you're filled with all goodness. You have knowledge within you. Pray into that. The other thing I would say is. If you haven't been giving. Give. It's what we do as church. We we give. We support it. If you come and partake here. Then yes. Here's my appeal to you. Give. If you can give more. Do you think I'm going to tell you no? <laughs> no. Give more. Uh, I, I don't talk a lot about church finances because I feel just like all of you I'm just somebody said to me yesterday I like it that you're just a regular guy well I am and I don't like all those weird uh you know the televangelist things and appealing for money and if you send in your very best love offering I'll send you this and stuff first of all it's just not me I'm from Janesville Iowa we don't do things that way there and I didn't grow up that way, and it sickens me as much as you. But I will look at you honestly and say, if you go to church here, become a part of it by giving. Give of your resources and participate in it. Can it change? Yes. Can it change quickly? Yes. Yes, it can change quickly. You're just talking about a miracle. Well, yeah, I've prayed for those two people that are going to write $25,000 checks. One of them may be you. I've been praying for you. However, here's where leadership comes in. Come up a little higher with me, 20,000 feet, and look down and say, How is church in America becoming different? I don't want to do church like other places. I really want us to be an authentic community. That doesn't mean that I lay the tracks so that you can run on them. That means we put the tracks down together. This is not a one man show, it never has been. I haven't talked about vision in a long, ta- long time, but I, this is not my field, and I convinced you to come and plow it. I'm not going to lead that way. This is our church, it's our field. And the stuff that I know and believe about the scriptures, I know and believe them. Jesus said, I will build my church. He didn't tell leadership to do it. He said, I will build my church. My job is to serve you, to love you, to teach you, to be there for you, um, to rejoice with you, to weep with you. I can do that really well, but it's not my job to build the church. I can't spin some sort of weird vision and tell you, and we're going to take North Kansas City next. I don't know that. That's just not my leadership style. I'm not going to, I told some men yesterday, that's not me, you know, I'm not William Wallace. I'm the crazy Irishman that hears God. (laughs) And I'm really convinced he can get me through this. claim that the Father speaks to you. Yes, I do. I hear him. I'm hearing him through all of this. I want you to hear him too. Let's hear him together. Let's go together. Let's have a shared vision of community. So I don't see this as a demise or a problem. It's a circumstance. Isn't it strange that I find out that other people in our church are getting let go from their jobs in a week that I have to come say... I'm letting people go at the church for jobs. By the way, nobody's being fired. That's a wrong term. I'm not firing anybody. I'm trying to problem solve, and I and we need our help. Your help, my help. So this is what I believe. I want to read a, uh, a uh, first one scripture to you that I don't have written down. This is what we did as elders. We make plans. Proverbs sixteen nine says this: In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So these are our plans. God will direct the steps. He will. We'll know what to do next. Please pray. This is this is horrendous. I love everybody on this team, just like I love this church. It's hard. Pray for all of us. The practicals are this whenever you go through a transition, so let's not only uh, what we're going through, let's problem solve right now and about our own lives and say, what are the principles? What's at work here? What are the practicals? What happens? Well, I return to the Word. When transition happens, and you're in sub. By the way, do any of you women that uh, did childbirth, like, you understand transition? <laughs> Isn't there a point in time of birthing something that you hit a thing called transition? How'd that feel? <laughs> no, I'm not... I'm not going to tell on Brenda, this is any woman. At that point in time when transition happens, you go,
2: <sniffs>
0: and, uh, and then some others I've known that have screamed, and uh, it, you feel like you're losing control is what's been described to me. I've only birthed two kidney stones and lost a gallbladder, so I, <laughs> I only know it from that point of view. And Trust me, when they went and retrieved that last kidney stone, I was in transition. you're going where? with what? (laughs) what does God speak to us? Lord took me here I want us to read it together and then look at the practicals some of you know this well uh, and some of you understand this because you've done church a long time. Listen, ministry isn't for the lighthearted. <laughs> I, I so honor Paul the Apostle. I can't imagine what he went through. We have no idea. Because, listen, just like that young man who took the shower said some things about American life ministry in America, we decry circumstances and stuff. Paul faced death daily, he said. Now we have people write emails about us and say we're heretics. He had people stone him. And I don't know if you understand what stoning was, but they didn't take little pebbles and throw them at him till they left town. Stoning was a means by which you buried somebody under rocks that they couldn't get out from under. And Paul said that happened more than once with him. So, to, to even use the, the scripture and... You're all right. Everybody everybody, has, brings something. This is what he wrote to the Corinthian church. Because what was in question, let me lay the context to him, was what his ministry was about. Who he was, what he was trying to proclaim, and so much opposition to it. And it felt like every circumstance was against him. So he wrote to friends in Corinth people that he had planted a church with and they were the ones that were kind of questioning what what was going on with him what's happening with all of this but this is such a passage of scripture it's not only written about Paul and it was wasn't just written to the church then but it's written for the church now for you and I you and I as church and you and I in our lives therefore since we have this ministry As we have received mercy, remember what was said this morning, we do what? We do not lose heart. Practical. What does that mean when you're facing tough circumstances? This is I know. I know how to not lose heart. This is what I do. I put down a flag of prayer trust in Jesus, and and I start declaring things that I know to be true of God over me and my life. I will trust you, God. Your word says you will never leave, never forsake and never abandon. So if you're taking me through something, then you're gonna get me through this, because I can't. I can't see my way through this. I feel like I have one eye and one arm. It's very gloomy out there. And part of me wants to scream, but I'm gonna put down a flag of trust. Something happens in our souls when we're going through transition that then says this. The minute you do that, God answers that prayer. And something begins to get established in our hearts that says, okay, okay. You may not come up with a plan to solve everything, but you start going, okay, okay. And it's funny, and I don't know if you're this way, but when you go through that, then you start remembering the other stuff you went through. Now... If you're older, you remember all the stuff that you went through. But he never he's never abandoned me. He's never abandoned me. Even in this ministry time. Listen, he's never abandoned me. First thing I had to do going into ministry was take a two-thirds cut in salary. Huh. Huh? Really? And I get the joy of this ministry. Never went without. I have a friend who wrote a book that says if it's God's will, it's God's bill. So he got me through it. He'll get us through it. But here was the accusation, and this is sort of what it was over. All this stuff that's happening to you is because really things, you're really not doing it right. You're not preaching the right stuff, Paul. You're off base. And so uh, you're probably even doing bad stuff behind the scenes. Judgmentalism that started to come towards him. So he says, but we've renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but my manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You know what he's saying here? I'm not doing anything stinkerly. I wouldn't do that to you. I'm presenting, so hear me in doing this. Are you firing staff? I'm not doing that for self-defense. I'm just telling you, with the elders, I don't know another way to handle this. There's no money left. I don't have the money to do that. God does. Maybe God does through you or maybe he's trying to change the way we're doing church. And turn it and and say, "Have you looked at it this way? Listen, there's a whole way of doing church in America that just keeps building monoliths in the desert and making it that." And I don't know. I really like church being simple. I I like I had church with people last night and it was just a couple people on keyboards and a in a living room and we worshipped our little brains out and got to hear God and he interacted with us and it was incredible, it was church so here was more against things that were being said to him but even if our gospel is veiled it's veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age is blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God. Isn't it interesting? It says the God. I don't know. That's just a side effect. I could go there, but I won't. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And here was the next part that jumped out at me. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. I'm a guy just like you. Even when I look at the women. I'm I'm human just like you. You're human just like I am. I'm I'm not asking you to do Something that is beyond your scope. But I know this. I know who God is in you. And God wants to build his church with us together. In earthen vessels. Made up together. That the excellence might be the power of God. Us together, I'm I'm convinced you're filled with all goodness. And then, here's where I've been living. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. I've been living there. Not putting up a mask. I, I believe in the Lord Jesus. I believe what he's going to do. Has this been perplexing? One of the most perplexing times I've ever gone through in my life, and I've given it up, all, everything up twice to go do stuff, and this is one of the most perplexing times. We have the most incredible body of believers here. The feedback I get from strangers is everybody's so friendly that We have such an incredible community, and we have a message of the grace of God that isn't getting preached very much else around the city little hints of it but listen i believe all that stuff that god's showing us and i know it's true because it's happened in me i am walking proof of it i am not the same man i've grown more in the past five years than i did the previous 20 put together I believe that there's a fresh move of the, and I hear it from people that travel, some that are right in this auditorium. There is a fresh move of the understanding of the love of God that is sweeping over this nation to get us to believe who we are in Christ and to believe what Christ is going to do. And it's just, it's not a tsunami yet. It's not even a wave yet. This is a trickle of a trickle. And of course there's going to be opposition to it. Of course there is. I've been in ministry for 35 years. I'm not going to lose heart. Of course I was part of a... Do you know how much resistance there was to the prophetic movement? To the prayer movement? Such resistance. Of course there's going to be resistance to a grace movement. Of course. What's the resistance to the grace movement? Legalism, religion, of course that's going to... Okay, what does religion tell you? You guys ain't doing it right. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. I had that. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you for all things are for your sake that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. This isn't a statement of bravado. They can lock me away, but I ain't gonna shut up. I I'm more than a survivor, I'm a conqueror. I am supposed to with you, speak the message of life in Christ Jesus, given to everyone who believes. It's there. Don't lose heart. Stand with me. Just do it, huh? What did you have? All right. And remember this. let me make this point. I thought you were close. Well, I am sort of. You can grab the other microphone right there. Remember, you have a treasure in earthen vessels. You do. Testing and trials does not mean that you're doing something wrong. As a matter of fact, if you'll dig into the Word of God, so testing and trials are to prove that God is at work in your life. Right. How does that fit with the grace message? Completely. It completely fits. What does it have to do with abiding? Well, I couldn't get that to that this morning because we were doing church. This has everything to do with John 15. It's easy to abide when everything's right. When everything's going well, it's easy. Oh, I'm abiding in in God. The testing is, are you abiding? Are you still believing? That's all abiding means. Are you still believing that God is there when every circumstance tells you it's not? There's our strength.
3: When we were, sit down, because I want to be able to see you. Please. (laughs) I'm ordained. I can do that. (laughs) You did that whether
0: you were ordained or not. Sit down.
3: (laughs) During worship, I had an interesting thing go on. Uh, as you know, for both of us, this has been a five year journey out of the ten that since we started new day and when we started New day, it was business as usual, resurrect the charismatic church and I never was resurrected inside it It was same old same old, and then you know, I've told you this over and over again when I finally went, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to die to myself. I can't be dead enough. I can't get dead. I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to walk in the spirit. I've been teaching it for years. I don't know what I'm talking about. And if you don't show me, I quit. I give up. I don't get it. And that's when everything, that's when the earthquake happened that's when the Lord rolled away the stone. And it's been a five-year journey that has been filled with pain. It's been, like Lloyd said, I never thought I would go through anything harder than going to Ireland and leaving my kids on one continent and not knowing if I would ever come back. That one cost it. Tore me to shreds. However, I look back and I go, man, did God do stuff to me in Ireland that he couldn't have done with me in America. I was cast upon him, and I was blind in one eye for five months. He got my attention big time. Okay, well, this, this round has been even more painful. Now, I'm not saying that to get your pity, but when you birth a child... You grow it. The growing doesn't hurt that bad, but when that puppy's got to come out, well, okay, so that brings me to my point. When I was in worship this morning, that verse kept coming to me. My little children for whom I labor in birth until Christ is formed in you. Now I understand there's something I want to see formed in you. It's been formed in me. It's been formed in Lloyd. And some of you have gotten the revelation. And some of you are just going, why do they keep talking about love? Most of those people are gone. Okay, pretty much everybody who didn't want to hear Lloyd and I going on and on and on about grace and the love of God has gone. By... Yeah, love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> but I know what they're going back to because I've lived there for 35 years. This is not that. And that's why Paul was willing to die repeatedly because he had life in him that was a vibrant force that was tangible at times. There's something that's happened in me. I've had an earthquake in my spirit. Was I say back then, oh yeah, I heard God. I had a deep walk with God. This is not that. I'm abiding in the vine and through much pain and running into walls and trying my old theology and it didn't work in the circumstance that God had put me in now. I kept going to God and he taught me. That trusting him was the issue. He really was leading. And little by little, my heart has come alive. I feel the sap rising. It's not just abide in the vine, you'll bear fruit. I'm in the vine. I have fruit. I'm understanding and asking God to explain to me how faith works. To explain to me more deeply... How, how I abide. And why the incessant harping on love? Because we don't understand that we are loved. We really don't. You can't tell your kids enough that they're loved. Do any of you ever get tired of going, of hearing that you're loved? Anybody? Anybody get tired of hearing how much you're loved? Well, when God sets you apart and speaks into you that you are, are his child, and you start believing it and going, I'm not of this world. I'm, I'm a, I am actually filled with deity. There is no, there's no ceiling here. The sky's the limit. Jesus said, these things, you're going to do greater things than I did because I go to the Father and I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit I feel like I am just on the, I'm on that part of the roller coaster where it's going. "Eh, eh, 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 eh." And you know, when you get to the apex, it's "Ah!" and it's fun or it's exhilarating. (laughs) 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 But my heart now owns you. This pain is worth something. We're going to deliver a baby and not wind. Gas pains are quite different than delivering a baby. (laughs) The outcome is different. (laughs) We're going to have a baby. It's you. I'm not... I have not chucked at all to not bring forth something viable here. And it's not me. Because honestly, a lot of years in ministry, I just followed the party line. The grand old party. Uh, uh, uh. You know, you're in ministry. But this is different. I'm satisfied in my heart in a way I've never been And I believe what I'm talking about. So if we both have to go get jobs, how could we leave you? You're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. And there's something that's going to earthquake out of this. I'm telling you, this is not for naught. We're not going to just play church here for the next till we die. Or roll over or retire and give it all up and go to Branson. That will never happen. I hate Branson. All right, so just know that we understand that this is painful, but we're not going to abandon you because we love you. And we want you to get what we're getting You know what I'm talking about, Dave? You do, don't you? There's a bunch of you who know what I'm talking about. God's up to something.
0: Uh, Leave that for just a minute and come here. Whenever you go through scary times, uh, you do use, Carrie, would you join us? You do use, uh, you know, humor can make us feel okay, and there's a strength of courage that ha- you'll watch it in overcoming movies and stuff and everything. But the flip side of the coin is there's real pain. Yes. This, uh, Brenda, why don't you come up here? This, uh, th- this represents some real pain here. This hurts, though we're all—they're all trusting God. We're—we're all trusting God. Would two or three of you that are of this body pray for us right now? We need your prayers. Uh, It it represents income. It represents lives. It represents what we do. It represents all sorts of things. Uh, If I pull down the mask, it represents my ego. I'm human. I have this in earthen vessels. It represents that I have to look at my staff and have feelings of having failed them. Knowing the excellency is from God. And you do the best that you can. They've been doing the best that they can and this hurts. Would three or four of you pray for us? Uh honey, we're just going too long, really. I, I understand there's going to be... Listen, I've had more work This is what always else happens in transition. I just need us to, to pray for us right now, if you, if you will. Because even like Noel's had a dream. Listen, there, there's been a lot of activity. What I'd Really here, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. So, see, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I just, we just want some prayer right now. Really just pray for us as, a, as our church body. So if two or three of you will just lead out. And uh, I have a friend who says uh, that I'm really good, much better at being a light bringer than a darkness fighter. I need that right now. I need people that will, will fight for the light and, and life.
1: So anybody else want to join? Lord, we're grateful that you are the master designer. And when we don't know our way, uh, that has no reflection on uh, your uh, perspective because you've always known the way. And so uh, even in this situation right now, we're very confident that you've got a way that uh, is able to work out all things together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Uh, Lord, just another thought here. uh, The working of or the trying of our faith works patience. And then when patience has its perfect work, we'll be made mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So, Lord, we're going to walk through this thing. We're going to walk through this thing, Lord. We're going to walk through this thing and find out you've got a master design, a master plan that's going to settle and affirm and establish our hearts In grace, oh, and our hearts are going to be so unshakable. Another level of unshakable as we come through this. Another level of unshakable, Lord. We realized you never lost hope, you never lost faith. You're the faithful God. That means you were full of faith the whole time, you were full of faith the whole time, and you had a master plan for us, Lord. We just pull forth the gold now in Jesus' name, pull forth the light. A brand new level of trust and courage to faith, face the unknown here in this situation that will absolutely fortify every one of our hearts, those having to go through some cuts and changes, and those of us uh walking together here, Lord, in Jesus' name. We just call forth fresh new courage to face the future. And uh Lord, this is not like a hope against hope. No way. This is a leaning into the goodness of God. You're good, Lord Jesus. And we just we, we say with full boldness in our heart, "You're good. This is not bad, this is good. This, uh, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Hello, Lord, we're going to give thanks giving to you, even in this situation. And thank you, Lord, that you're going to bring forth gold out of this. we're going to see with clear eyes, Ah, uh, see the testimonies of the Lord. Come out of this thing, just like plants springing up all over the place. Lord Jesus, thank you. The plantings of the Lord are happening in our hearts right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Anybody else tag team?
2: I, uh, this this message has changed my household And uh, to such a degree that Lloyd said something to me one day that if you'll stand with me in this, I'll walk you through this. And Brenda, um, I know that my my father owns a thousand cattle on a hillside. Lord, would you release finance into this house? God, divine business strategy. Lord, even through me, $25,000 checks, God. Lord, anointed worship through Michael. Mm. Michael, you've healed my wife's heart. You'll never understand what you've done for my house. Noel, for touching my children. Carry for the stewardship and the diligence of your pen, Lord. You have the pen of a ready writer, says the Lord. Father, would you, we ask that you would pour forth strategy, wisdom, and finance unending and stewardship, Lord. Will we steward it well? Not with multi million dollar sound systems, God, but just enough sound that people would hear the love of God. Amen.
4: Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, that you are a faithful God. Not because of what we do or how we do, but because you simply are faithful. And I thank you for this church, and I pray that we would rise up. We would rise up at the time of need. That each one will lift the yoke that we need supposed to carry because it's easy is easy. So thank you for the strength. Thank you for the courage. I pray for courage to come up from within us. Each one to take up, stand up, and do what we're supposed to do. So as a body, we become unified. As a body, we'll become one. Just like you are one. That we all would rise up and help one another. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done in our midst. Thank you for this church. Thank you for your message. Where would we go to get something like this? So I pray that you would bless us. So I speak a blessing in Jesus' name. Speak a blessing in Jesus' name. That you bless everyone, everyone, everyone in the name of Jesus.
0: let's close with a song it just it just seems right to just close with that thank you for your prayers and uh
1: You're not as happy
0: about it, are you? No, you're not. That's the problem, see? I've been doing this all wrong.
2: I thought I was just going to raise this up during the the song. Honestly, this is... I mean... I know it's emotional, but... um, He's always good, guys. I mean you know mostly i yeah you guys probably know most of my testimony but the reason i'm even doing this kind of thing it wasn't in my radar god's always good i mean he he brought me here by the most the wildest set of circumstances um okay fine we'll do we'll do that song you're always good okay